What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome to the Effin' Nerds Podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Nizian. Across from me is my guy, Martin Moreno. What is up? Who How? may or may not be wearing pants. <laughs> it is very early. It's a little early in the morning on this one. Very early. Got my Wolverine coffee. I'm ready yeah. to go. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. So today we are reviewing The Devil All the Time, a new drama from Netflix. But before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and give us that thumbs up. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, follow us for more new content as we try to upload new episodes each week. Woo! Sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality. Delusions! (laughs) (laughs) Delusions! The Devil All the Time is directed by Anthony Campos, based on a book by Donald Ray Pollock. The film stars Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, and Robert Pattinson. It currently holds a 64% in Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 80%. I did not know that. You did not know that. I did not know the Rotten Tomatoes score. There you go. New information. Martin, we watched this when it came out, so we're kind of like catching up to uh, to talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. It came out back in September. Right. What uh, What did you think of it? Give me some of your positives for this movie. Uh, positives, I liked it. Initial thoughts, I okay. really enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm a big fan of these types of different story. These, these movies that have different stories are somehow intertwined and interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, some obvious ones are like Crash. Right. Or like Amores Perros, the uh, Inner Two movie from like 2002 or 2003, I believe. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but I'm a fan of those movies, and if done right, can be a lot of fun. And I thought this one, despite the fact that it was a pretty slow burn, I thought it was done fairly right. Um, I think everyone did a good job on the acting um, part of it, from like the acting aspect. I thought everyone did a great job. Uh, and I loved um, the sort of, just this kind of world that they created. It's kind of like, oh, you said, like the back like the back road, backwoods, backwoods, like, yeah. yeah. That whole kind of world was really intriguing, and it kind of helped set the tone in regards to sort of like, um, like eerie, creepy, like some shits going on type of um aesthetic, so right. to speak. Very like kiss the girls vibes mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. You know? But uh, but yeah, overall I enjoyed it. I thought everyone did a great job, some more than others, and uh, and yeah, that's kind of like my general positive consensus, so to speak. Okay. Um. I would say I'm not as high on the movie as you, but we'll kind of get into what some of my criticisms are. But for the positives, I would say from the start is the acting. Mm-hmm. I think across the board, uh, most of it is is really solid. Uh, my standouts are kind of the the people that I highlighted in the um, in my little intro. I think it's Bill Skarsgård. For I think, sure. I think it's Tom Holland, and I think it's Robert Pattinson. As, for me, Tom Holland, not so much. I would actually... Um, Actually, you can keep going, and I'll okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll well, I mean, for for them, uh, Bill Skarsgård kind of kicks things off. He plays Tom Holland's uh, father, like before, like kind of like in like the past, mm-hmm. and like he kind of carries. I would say a good like thirty minutes of this movie where it's just it's just focused on him. Mm-hmm. I would say, and I think he does a fantastic job. And because the way like his his character is like a little like. Gets a little twisted at the end there, and yeah, like, some, like PTSD, yeah, like PTSD and shit. And when he starts to, you know, when he starts to lose his after he loses his wife, and he just completely goes off like the deep end and everything. And it's just like how he's able to just kind of like switch it, and just from his look, and also knowing that's Pennywise, it's just like yeah, like I, this guy can play crazy. You but know he did I mean? a good job, disca- like um, straying away from the sort of Pennywise persona. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I bought him as this character. Right. I didn't really like. Um, you see Pennywise sometimes when he smiles, like yeah. when he gets a little loose because yes, you're yeah, like, yeah. that's his Pennywise. But other than that, he well, did a really good job. I'll say there's not a lot of character. smiling in this movie at all, really. <laughs> no, but when he gets like sinister, like, yeah, when, he's, like yeah. when he's in the car and he's getting a little crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's getting nuts. Yeah. Do you want to get nuts? Yeah. Come on. 
Let's get nuts. Um, you can see like some of like the crazy sort of Pennywise um like facial expressions. Right, right. But that's just being obviously a fan of the movie mm -hmm. and just of how like massive those films were. Right. You know? And I remember too when we were talking about the trailer, I said like I was hoping that this would be like a like like a really like a breakout for him to mm -hmm. kind of break away from that Pennywise thing. And I don't know what the general reception has been for him specifically, but like for me personally, I thought he did a fantastic job and I really hope this leads to more roles right. like this in the future. Right, because you still haven't seen Villains. No, I haven't. Which I'm down to watch again. It's like, um, again, it's like a fun horror comedy thriller type of thing. Mm -hmm. But he also does a really good job in that film of kind of straying away from that sort of Pennywise persona. Right. Like we said here, he did it too, but there were just those moments when he gets a little crazy that you right. just can't help but to like almost revert back to that sort of Pennywise um, personification. So right. To speak. Yeah. Right. Um, so actually we'll, uh, we'll save, cause I'll talk about Tom Holland, but I feel like you're going to talk about him maybe in your negative. So I feel like that's when I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll discuss with that, but uh, I'll jump to Robert Pattinson who for me, like, Illusions. like, like there's, there's been a little bit of criticism for Pattinson on his accent. And, if, really? and, if, and if he's a little over the top, well, cause uh. people are saying the authenticity of it, and you know what if it's if, he if sounds it's, like a if, preacher if, if, it's, if it's cartoony <laughs> or whatever like there are some people from the south that say that that that's not an accent they heard of but then there are other people are being like no that's totally a legit accent but if we're going to stick on the accent for a second so i watched an interview with him and the director where the director was kind of interviewing him they were over like a zoom call mm -hmm. and he talked about like how he basically didn't work with a dialect coach he just developed it himself and the director didn't Class even know. It's, I know, right? It's because it's, it's like, as soon as I heard that story, I'm like, yep, this totally sounds like Robert Pattinson. But he crafted it, and nobody heard this accent until the day that they started shooting like, oh, for his character. Awesome. So it was one of those things where the director was like, I'm a little nervous. He goes, but like, I know who Rob is. So like, it just made, like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried that he was going to deliver something bad. Like, it was going right. to be interesting either way. And he also said that he kind of evoked a little Elvis Presley into his accent. Which to me makes sort of sense because if you know the character, he's kind of a con man, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the whole movie, and him not having a legit, maybe like a like a legit authentic Southern accent to me just fits the character, that of him just being a complete con man trying to fool people, right? Because it can be like someone trying to do an accent in the movie, exactly, right, exactly. But, but the question is, the problem with that is, like, how many people are going to pick that up? Right, you know, right, like I mean, us well, nerds probably will, right. but the general well, we're audience, here to tell you guys, yeah, the general audience probably wouldn't. <laughs> But just for, for him in general, um, he's not in the movie a ton, but I just feel like he was just like operating at a completely different level than the rest of the actors. Yeah, man, he's, he's, I'm telling you, dude, Ron Pattinson's just slowly um, becoming the ultimate just scene stealer. Yeah. You know, like whatever, he just keeps growing, he keeps getting better and better. We just saw him in Tenet, he sold every single scene in Tenet. And I was looking forward to seeing him in this, and he finally showed up, and I was like, yes. Yes. You know, it's like that excitement of seeing someone that, um, seeing an actor that you really like and uh, i'm with you i thought his accent was great i really enjoyed his character being this sort of like scumbag scum, uh, con man preacher so to speak um and just being an asshole on purpose like when he insults tom holland's mom in front of everyone yeah just for just because just to oh, was it with the, with the chicken livers yeah, yeah just yeah. to be an asshole like you know because i'm sure it tasted delicious but he probably knew like oh she's seen as like the best cook in town right. so i'm just going to be an asshole and probably oust her in front of everyone well you know what's funny about that is i kind of looked at it a different way i looked at it that he thought it was so good he didn't want anybody else to have it that so too he, so he insulted it and was like no one else is going to have this so i'm going to eat this shitty food 
you know, to benefit the rest of you when in reality, like it was probably the best food there that and he wanted all for himself. But, and, you know, but instead of like, but that, but again, regardless, it just goes to show what a Still, temper, like yes. he doesn't want to share. Yes, he doesn't want to share. Regardless, he's like, no, that's mine. <laughs> that's Get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't care if the Lord brought it for everyone. It's for me, you yeah. know, because I don't give a shit. Because in reality, he doesn't even care. No, he doesn't care. Yeah. But, um, but to me, aside from Mara Pattinson and, uh, and Bill Skarsgård, I got to be 100% honest, dude, Dudley Dursley, what a comeback. What a comeback, bro. What a fucking comeback. <laughs> okay, first of all, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you um you don't like the Dursleys. Yeah. Like they're they're probably some of the biggest villains in the Harry Potter universe. Like you just hate them. Um and then we get him in Old Guard and he's just this like fuckboy villains, like so stupid. Like it was almost like a twist on like yeah. uh, supposed to be like social network kind of thing yeah. with Mark Zuckerberg mixed with and you like didn't, other. You didn't yeah. buy anything. You didn't right. buy anything. But when he comes on screen and he does his whole his whole spider. Oh, that that whole preaching the whole spider preaching thing. Spider is thing. Wild, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Good for you, dude. As a as someone who you kind of just like I said, grow up hating as Dudley, and you see him again in Old Guard, you're just like fuck this guy. But he comes on, completely has this like amazing scene with the spiders and really shows us, um, I guess he like for the honest shows off what he can do. Right. You know, I thought his accent was good. Yeah. I, I thought too. the, uh, like I said, his acting was really good. And to me, he's probably like the standout only because of just how much, like I didn't expect that from him, you know, like right. the fact that he came on and he showed off what he could do and to have some sort of screen presence. Exactly. And, yeah. Like, like that's that scene, man. When, 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 cause it's like a long tracking shot. Yes. Like he's coming here and he's, it's like a pre long track shot. The, the camera's getting a little fancy working around him, and you're like, you're getting, you're being pulled into it mm-hmm. and you're like, and you completely lose, you lose yourself in this scene. And, and he's a big part of that just because of, of how he was able to like work the screen, work the camera and like, Good for him. Right. What a bounce back. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. the comeback player of the you're year. You're the comeback player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, I do, I 100% agree with that. And then, because there's also the scene where he, uh, where he kills his wife. Yeah, which fucking came out and of nowhere. came out of nowhere, but like. Nowhere. But like, I bought like, like that, cr- like crazy religious fanatic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because like that's, it felt like authentic seeing that happen. Because I'm like, yeah, I know how some people can just go nuts with religion. And bro. And like, that's, that's legit. Yeah. I 100% with, agree with you. Yeah. And fucking movie karma. He's, he's fucking, he put Harry under oh, the yeah. stairs. He trapped him there under the stairs. Yep. And now he was shot in a fucking closet yep. for like X amount of weeks. Exactly. Like, that's what you get. Karma, bro. Movie karma in its purest form. Uh, and then, so before we move on to our uh, our negatives, I just want to shout out uh, Jason Clark and uh, Riley Coe. Yeah, is it, is it Riley Coe or Riley? Riley I don't know if it's Riley Coe. I, or feel, Cuff. I feel bad because I don't know if it's Cuff or, or Coe. And or, I love her. Yeah, you I know, know. I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I gotta watch um, some interviews, see if somebody like actually says her name so I can get it right. <laughs> right, but I just feel like I feel like she's great, and I just feel like she just doesn't get the recognition she deserves. Um, I think it's also just a lot has to do with the projects that she picks. She mm-hmm. picks a lot of like smaller under the radar projects so she doesn't really get to shine. Right. I think like Mad Max was probably her biggest movie. Yeah, it probably was. You know, but uh but she's done a lot of these sort of like when you think of like The Lodge, um, it comes at night, uh the Lucky Logan. Oh yeah, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, I'm yeah. sorry, Logan Lucky, this like she has a lot of smaller under the project movies and I really enjoy her in all of them. Um, and when she comes on screen and she does that like smile, yeah, it's like her like cheeks are clenched. Yeah, it's yeah. like a southern smile. Yeah, yeah, like she literally went and she practiced how southerners like smile, right? Like or, the mannerisms like, and exactly. Yeah. And that just goes to show of how what a dedicated actress she is. And I thought she like her kind of um, 
character arc. like arc, yeah. Yeah, throughout the film was one that I really enjoyed. Well, you know what's and, funny too is because they, like both her and Jason Clark, and first of all, Jason Clark, I feel like could play this character in his sleep. Yeah. Because just by his look alone and then- He looks like he hasn't slept. And then just because <laughs> he's such a, like, a really great actor, like mm-hmm. just the, the character he is, I feel like he just, I mean, he could walk in and just do that with his eyes closed. You know what yeah, I mean? That's he, just, that's he just can, how talented uh, he is at He can at play a lot of sinister of roles. Like, yeah. he, like, he, like you said, he just has that face, that sort of look yeah. that almost looks like he hasn't slept in forever. Yes. And he's just like, he's losing shit. Right. He's right. Like, on the verge of losing losing shit yep, all yep. the time mm-hmm. but for but for riley i think she like like this this movie's filled with despicable characters and they're probably two of the most despicable in the movie yeah but i was oddly rooting for her to get away at the end yeah like and i don't know why and i think that's just a credit to how good she was at playing the character and and creating sympathy for her but but for whatever reason like towards like the end like as as things were wrapping up i was like i hope she kind of gets away <laughs> you know because we kind of because again it's like that sort of arc and then we because the movie's jumping back and forth a lot. Right. And then when we jump to her, we, we, we like we get like a sudden jump to her out of nowhere. And she's like, we've obviously kind of known what's happened over these past couple of years. But we get to a point in her, I guess, sort of life journey, so to speak, with this dude where she's just kind of over it. Right. And you're always kind of rooting for that girl who knows she deserves better, doesn't want to be with the asshole, yes. blah, blah. Oh, speaking of Sebastian Stan. Yeah. The cast is amazing. The cast is amazing. Even like Mia Wachowski. Yes. Who is very Who's only like, in it for a little bit. Yeah. But, but she like, she, it, it's almost like you need like these, these solid character actors to fill out like this world. Mm-hmm. And she just has like, and, and how she's done up her look, what she's wearing, and then just her acting like, like I just, I didn't even recognize that it was her for a second. You know what I mean? Right. I, was like, I, oh, think the, uh, like, I think the, I uh, think the director or whoever the casting um, director was, because we can't say it enough, casting directors are like some of the biggest like unsung heroes. Oh, they need, they need their own Oscar category. They definitely do, man. Like a best ensemble. Absolutely. Like they need an Oscar category. Because I feel like the casting director for this found um, not just necessarily the big names, but they found people who can play to the strengths of the characters in this movie. Right. And obviously Mia Wachowski, like if you watch interview, interviews with her, she's very awkward mm-hmm. in real life. Like she kind of like doesn't, like whenever you see her on stage or something, like she's like very awkward. Like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like they were like, okay, we need this sort of like, I guess like kind of like unsure character because... She was supposed to marry Bill Skarsgård, but she fell in love with the preacher right. after this whole spider thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, they found someone who was like a little like timid, a little shy, kind of like reserved. And I thought she played like she like her, I guess, sort of like natural strengths mm-hmm. played really well to that character. I would agree. And uh, and like we like we pretty much spent this last couple of minutes saying like the acting all around was probably the biggest strengths of the movie. Yes, for me, the my only positives I think are the acting. That's kind of what I guess somewhat saved the movie for me. But but we'll we'll get into all that. So Martin. Give me your negatives for the movie. Well, I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, we have a live audience. We do have a live audience. We got a live audience, and we got drugs. <laughs> it's about to be a party. <laughs> I'll throw in a couple hits of this. Scat. My own recipe. Guaranteed to jack you up. Uh, but my negatives for me, um, I thought the voiceover, I thought the, the voiceover made the movie go a little slower, because mm-hmm. it was just like, the movie itself, it's slow. It's a very slow film. Right. Like we got to that point where I was like, "How much fucking time's left in this movie?" And I paused it. Like we get to a point where it's like a very, where like some shit goes down. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a very it's, climactic. It's a, it's a very crucial moment. Yeah. yeah, it's a very climactic point. Actually, we're already talking. Yeah, spoilers. No, we're, yeah, we're talking spoilers. Yeah, so go ahead. But we get to the point where Tom Holland's character kills Robert Pattinson's character. Yes. And that's always that's obviously like a big point in the film. It's a very climactic point, and you kind of almost as an, as an audience member, you kind of assume that the film is somewhat wrapping up, mm-hmm. but up to, even up to that point, it just felt like, like, like if like, it was like, we were yes. on this for a while. So I'm like, all right, how much fucking time is left? So I right. paused and there was like another 40 minutes I know. and not just that, but we were only like an hour and a half into the movie. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? 
But the movie itself is very slow, which isn't something that I necessarily... It's not necessarily a negative, because I don't mind slow films. But um, I thought that the voiceover kind of made it go by a little bit slower, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, Because it's like, it's already dragging, and then we get this voiceover. And, and it's, it's just very monotone. And, right, yeah, and yeah. it's almost like, it almost kind of kills the sort of momentum of the film. Right. But uh, other than that, uh, look, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen much praise for Tom Holland, other than the fact that he was solid in the movie. Right. But um, I, I think he did a good job. I do think that he struggled with the accent a little bit right. at certain points in the film. And I think that the the one scene where he was supposed to kind of come in and be like Big Dick Tom and beat up these people in the garage, yeah, I thought was super soft. It it was like almost as bad as um, Robert De Niro and the Irishman, like stepping oh, on the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. like as he's like in there, he's like hitting them, and he's like trying to be his tough, but it just looked soft. Like I didn't, yeah, buy it's it. it's it's weird too because I I would agree with you on that because obviously Tom Holland has somewhat of a fighting background when it comes to choreography, being mm-hmm. Spider Man. And I maybe it was just the fact that the choreography for this just wasn't done right. Does, wasn't done right. You know what I mean? Because watching how you know, I watch. Uh, I think it's called Kari, uh, uh, It's like um, Cobra Kai. No, not Cobra Kai. <laughs> it's uh, Corridor Crew. That's it. It's it's Corridor Crew on YouTube, and they have a stuntman come on. Stuntman. Yeah. You know, you're kind of pretty for a stuntman. That's what they tell me. And they, they basically just analyze like stunts in movies and oh, say, yeah, what's, told I told about you about this, this. like yeah, what's yeah. a good stunt, what's a bad stunt. And, you know, watching this, I feel like that whoever choreographed it, either they did it late and Tom Holland didn't have enough time to practice the choreography to make it look more fluid or it just was not good choreography. Yeah, it you just looks I mean? soft. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Because like, what I'm, I'm saying about like in Robert De Niro, like you can tell that's like a old man yes trying to kicking stomp somebody with, yeah, trying yeah. To stomp with someone's yes. hand and you just don't buy that you the person's in pain right same thing here when he comes in he's like punching the people the garage scene is the one that i'm referring to when he attacks the person on the bus yeah that one wasn't as bad yeah because that one i kind of bought a little bit more into but uh but that moment when he's supposed to be this sort of like tough guy and supposed to like take i guess like um kind of be like his dad Right, you know, like when he kind of comes, because like when Bill Skarsgård beats those people up, I bought it. Oh, I bought it too. Yeah. I bought that shit a hundred percent. And when he's kind of coming in and trying to be that role and be that person, like that's just where it kind of like yeah, um, it kind of falls flat. Yeah, and other than that, like I said, his accent was a little rough at times, but I thought he did a fine job too. No, I thought he did pretty good too. And like, because I think the big criticism for him is is can he act outside of being Spider Man? And mm-hmm. if you've seen The Impossible, you know he can. He can. Like, he has sure. that ability. And I thought that like you know he's not going to win any Oscars for this, but he was good and he was good enough to show he that he good. that he's an actor. You know, and he was I mean? good. In, yeah, and he was also good similar to Bill Skarsgård with Pennywise. I think he was good enough to shake off that sort of um, MCU persona. I would agree. Sebastian Stan, I think, has done um, enough. Like, yeah. I think Sebastian's an amazing actor. And I yeah. think he's done more than enough to kind of shake... When you think of, like, oh, I, Tanya, yeah, like, all yeah, these yeah, other yeah. films. Yeah, definitely. He's done more enough to shake off that sort of Bucky Barnes persona. Right. So now it's kind of his his job to do so. And I think he did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I would say, too. Um, going into some of my negatives, uh, I'm going to come back to the narration. But what okay. I'll say is, is for the story, while I have no problem with anthology stories, I actually really like... Not anthology stories, but, like, stories where everything's kind of connected. Kind of like Pulp Fiction or, like you said, Crash. Like, where it's just all these different stories going on simultaneously and they all kind of converge. I thought it was good, but for whatever reason, this movie, I felt like I was watching bullet points mm-hmm. of characters. Like, oh, here's here's a bullet point like line, like, and this is what happens, and this is what happens. But like, if there wasn't enough meat and potatoes in the movie, like, there wasn't enough stuff, and I felt like a, a lot of times when these a lot bu- more beef, when, yeah, when a lot when a lot of these things happen, like, there, I feel like there's not enough emotional weight to it for me to care. 
Right. And that was kind of like my thing watching a lot of this stuff. Like to me, this work, it would work so much better as like a 10 episode miniseries. And you told me I 100% agree with yeah. you because for me personally, I would have loved like a maybe, I don't know, maybe two hours, but maybe like an hour 45. That's right. just me being specific right, and right. being weird. <laughs> But like a longer portion of following Riley Cubs character and Jason mm -hmm. Clark's character. I would agree. Yeah. I love that whole notion of like um this guy being like, hey, you know, like their whole sort of like a click and bait thing yes. that they were doing yeah, with yeah, the yeah. people. They're kind of like Bonnie and Clyde scheme that they had. With a way more sinister twist to it. Way yeah. more, like I'm pretty sure they chopped that dude's dick off. I think they did. <laughs> I've lost my mojo. Oh my god, like this <laughs> shit is is real. Yeah. But uh but yeah, just like because we got like the first victim, mm -hmm. you know, of uh of Dudley, right? And just like that whole kind of kind of like um that moment that we have with him, where he's even saying like, oh, we'll get better. Yeah. Like I want to see some of that. I want to mm -hmm. see some of like the progression and and some maybe some more like the victims, like a more twisted, sinister movie. Right. But uh, but yeah, there were certain characters whose stories I would have preferred to like get a little bit more of. Like I agree with you. Like if we got like a one hour thing of just Bill Skarsgård, mm -hmm. and then one hour thing of them, and then you know maybe like the preacher's backstory of how he came to Virginia. Yeah, because when when we get to that scene where Tom Holland confronts Robert Pattinson, like uh, you know it it, end, it ends with him getting shot. But like I feel like there should I I needed to see Robert Pattinson be more sinister throughout the movie mm -hmm. in order for me to really feel the weight of Tom Holland pulling that trigger. You know what I mean? Right. So like when it happens, I'm like, all right. And I have to say everything too. Like so many people get, get murked in this movie to the point where I'm just like, all right, another person got shot. All right, another person got shot. All right, another person, another character yeah. got killed. And I just didn't really care half the time. Yeah, like, like I agree with you. Like if we did a little bit of a more deep dive on these characters, I thought um, as an anthology series can probably work really well. Yeah. The uh, So I'll go back to my other big thing that I absolutely hated was the narration. Yeah. I hated the narration. Yeah, like, to the, like to the point where it at one point was really ruining the movie for me because it's so like the the narration uh was actually done by the writer of the book that was the guy who narrated it and i don't know did if you have a clause in the story like you gotta put me in this movie maybe you want my rights. maybe he yeah. did but like the first of all how he was doing the narration reminded me more of you remember the narration me myself and irene yes yes it reminded me more Dude, of that and 100%. i feel like and i feel like they were going for martin sheen and apocalypse now but what i got was me myself and irene like i, I was more like that Irene didn't know that hank pulled a fast one exactly on exactly like <laughs> yes. that's what it sounded like that's 100 true yeah and like damn it now i can't watch that movie without <laughs> thinking it. but but that but that was my, my biggest thing is, is like i had no like like there were points where the narration comes in and it kind of fills you in and like oh like there was one point where tom holland's character i guess there was a time jump and it's like now he's working at this place now and i'm like all right, that's fine. You want to fill me in on what the character's doing just to kind of help the story move along a little bit mm -hmm. easier? Totally fine. But like, there's a scene in the church where Robert Pattinson's trying to do his thing and he's talking and the narration's narrating over him talking. And it's like, bro, like, I don't need to, I don't need to hear you telling me what the character's thinking. Let me let, let him act so I can focus on what he's, you know what I right. mean? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, these actors are here to do their job and like they're the ones that are kind of convey the emotion. I don't need somebody narrating telling me how they're feeling. Let me I see. I think that happened also they're in the spider scene too. I think it did too. Because I think that's what. Because um, again, like we were really like engaged in the spider scene, and then the narration comes off, and it's like that. Like yes. you just, it just kind of, it kind of like brings down the movie and slows it down even more. That's what I mean. It's like, dude, like I don't need you to tell me what's going on right now. Like let me watch these actors do their thing. This is why they're here. They're here to crush it. Right. I don't need you to tell me that they're crushing it. You right, know that right. was. So that was my whole thing, and it like it damn near like fucking ruined it for me. Like that's how bad it was. Oh uh, well, if Netflix is listening next time, maybe uh, no narration, bro. No narration, but um, I mean narration's good. Like when you have like Shawshank, 
or like I said, like Apocalypse Now, like narration can be a really useful tool when used right. And here I think it was used, but that, I, it, was, but that, it was used to the worst abilities that here. That sort of narration like you're talking about in Me, Myself, and Irene worked. It, that's what I mean, or Me, Myself, yeah. and Irene. Like it works in <laughs> that, that, that you know? That definitely works in that movie, yeah. but here not so much. I yeah, totally yeah. agree with you, yeah. Well, it seems old Hank had pulled a fast one. And if that wasn't bad enough, there was more trouble right around the corner. And uh, one more thing that I want to kind of come back to in sort of terms of positives. I remember when we were talking about the trailer premiere mm -hmm. and they were really selling it. We were, they were really selling the director's name. Yes. And then we looked back and we had no idea. Like the guy didn't have really done much. Mm -hmm. But I think they were selling the director based on the fact of that this could have possibly possibly be a hit. Mm -hmm. So they were like, it's from this guy. So now, you know, moving forward. Okay, it's from this guy, the one who directed that right, all time. Right. Because moving forward, I'm actually excited to see what the director's going to do next. Yeah, I would I would agree with you, and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't mention um, I, I did like the directing in this movie. Like mm -hmm. I did not have a problem. Like my like I said, my biggest issues were not there not being enough story and the narration. That's what really brought the movie down for me. But his directing was not a negative for me. No, I think only, they did a really good the job. only time that I had issues with the directing was in that garage scene with yes, Tom Holland. Right, that was like correct. the only time, mm -hmm. which is surprising because I'm pretty sure he's directed episodes of The Punisher. So I thought he would have kind of had more of a better fight choreography background, you know. Yeah, just like I want to feel it. Like I yeah, want to yeah, feel yeah. the 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 him like laying putting down the law, like yes. putting bringing what's that um, metaphor the the hammer bringing down the hammer. Is that it? I think that's it. Just bringing down the hammer. Putting the hammer down. Put the. I don't know. It's, you want me to put the hammer down? Yeah, so I'm thinking of Avengers, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like I'm drawing like a whatever, that, whatever that fucking metaphor. I, I, is. Yeah, I got you, bro. I yeah, know, like, I, know what I you want mean. to see him like putting the hammer down. Yeah. Metaphor. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> whatever. It, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> okay. All right, Martin. So, uh, how would you how would you score The Devil All the Time? Seven point nine. Seven point nine. Seven point nine. Yeah, I enjoyed wow. the movie for the most part. I really enjoyed it. Thought the acting was great. Again, the fact that some um, I should have looked up his name. I apologize, but Dudley Dursley, comeback player of the year, um, especially after the shit show of a performance that he did uh, in the old in guard. The old guard. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, and I'm a sucker for these movies. Yeah. I'm a sucker for these types of like different stories, intertwining um, movies. And, and we get that one point where, remember when Tom Holland's like hitchhiking? Yeah. And then I'm like, right away, you're like, oh, he's going to get picked up. He's yeah, going to get picked yeah, up yeah, by yeah, them. Yeah. He's going to get picked up yeah. by them. And he does. And then um, the whole climax of how everything kind of, um, I guess, sort of wraps up. Like, yes, I agree with you. I would have liked to have more time with certain characters and certain character stories. But uh, but overall, I really enjoyed it. So I'm gonna go seven point nine. Seven point nine. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going six point one. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Was like I think the movie is worth watching for the acting, and you know some of the directing. But other than that, I think it's a story that falls flat in a lot of like I think the first thirty minutes with Bill Skarsgård to me were the best. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of like how it's flowing and you know getting invested in these characters. But after that, you know, it's it's a bit scattershot. I think there's not enough of some certain characters and some story threads just kind of end up really going nowhere, especially when everyone just starts dying. And I really just don't care that everyone's getting killed. And yeah. And that narration is just absolutely awful. So for me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a movie that I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch Pattinson scenes on, on YouTube just to see some delusions, delusions. some delusion speech. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of not, yeah, not, not going like, to revisit it. The more we talk about it, the more I just kind of want to see like a Riley Cuff, like, cause, cause her, the Sebastian Sands character, um, story is very intertwined with hers. With hers, yeah, being brother, them being brother and sister, right? And yeah. All like the shitty shit that he's doing, right? Aside from coming into Pepsi cups, aside from that, <laughs> but like you know, like remember when he finds the photos, and we're just seeing all these creepy photos, like uh, in like the red room, right? Or, like the green room. I'm sorry, yeah, like, yeah. Where you, like where he's like, so I wanted more of that, like like 
I know I already said it, but some more of that, that sinister kind of shit that they were up to. Like, mm-hmm. that to me was, like, the biggest thing. Like, I wanted more of that More story. of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And just how, like, when, like I said, that innocent smile, like, that little peachy yeah. smile that she does. Like, how she just turns from this sort of, like, innocent country girl to, like, fucking Bonnie and Clyde murder right, right. people yeah, and yeah. shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree with you. But, um, but, all right, so that does it for us, Nerds Nation. Have you seen The Devil all the time? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Are you just a really big fan of Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson? So you give the movie a pass because you love it so much. Tom Holland more so. Tom, Tom Holland more so. Tom Holland's got some crazy fans, bro. A little bro. scary. <laughs> a little. I don't know. Um, once we blow up, we're definitely going to have those crazy fans. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to deal with it, but, uh, but we got to start mentally preparing. I hear you, man. It's only a matter of time. But uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube page. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you can see that big, beautiful FN logo. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add, Martin, or is that it? Nope. Go check it out and then come back and comment. Yeah, Let us definitely. Know what you think. Definitely. All right, guys. Love we'll, to interact. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.